fueled by the outdoors, your source for hunting, fishing, archery, and all things outdoors. Welcome to Fueled by the Outdoors. We're your hosts, Rick Cates and Chris Leppert. What's up, guys? And we are joined tonight by Derek Zexer. All right. All right. Well, it's very so it's very easy to look at your name and say Zesker. And or, or Zexter. Or Zexter. Skr- yeah. Or yeah. Skr- well, <laughs> I think so. I think almost everybody, unless you're a damn Brit, what like with a name like Cates, C A T E S, like that one. Although I'm sure somebody has said Katie's or some something stupid. Cats. Can't. Yeah. Like cats. For some reason in America, last names are way down the list of importance for me. They're important, so I made sure to look at your last name and really not study it, but make damn sure that I was sure what I was going to say. I can, I, can, I can appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Good deal. So, uh, Derek, can you give us like a little bit of background of who you are, what you do, you know, life in the outdoors, wherever you want to start? Yeah. Um, so, I, uh, you know, started fishing when I was really pretty much old enough to hold a fishing pole mom and dad had a little pond at the house and dad loved fishing so pretty much every chance we got we were down there fishing he got me uh you know started in it um as far as the hunting side uh it was kind of something i picked up on as i got older Uh, you know just friends i guess um kind of getting exposure to it and i started that later in life but uh yeah i mean it's pretty much I don't want to say the the main you know part of my life, but it's it's definitely a big part of it. So, all right, what uh, what do you do for a living, bro? I work on forklifts. Work on forklifts. Yep, yep, okay. Stuff. Oh, dude. Not, not really, but I want to learn how. <laughs> um, so you run a YouTube channel called Ohio Catfish Chasers, correct? That's correct. Yes. And the majority of your content, obviously is catfishing and when you're catching these cats you're doing this at pay lakes no sir no (laughs) (laughs) i should have been ready for that you beat me to it it. everybody's little balloon knots just clinched a little bit (laughs) what did he just say so give us an idea of yeah i I don't want you to name names of places but are are you fishing rivers lakes i mean Farm ponds. How, how are you going about this? Uh, mostly, you know, lakes. Um, okay. You know, state owned. Uh, state owned, I guess. Yeah. Lakes, okay. You know, around mostly the southern Ohio area. And what is your favorite catfish species to target? Well, channel cats because uh, they're the most abundant, and that's what I'm, you know, most comfortable with. I guess most. Uh, they're, they're, they're in the bodies of water I fish. I they're guess. the most you know, abundant, yeah, huh? They're, wow. They're oh, absolutely. All right. yeah. I guess sure. that makes sense because really, a, I mean, I'm not saying there's not a lot of flatties, but aren't they kind of more of like a, they thrive in ponds and, and rivers. Moving, moving water, normally. Okay. You, you go to the Ohio River and anything well, you know, yeah. farther south, it's all blues and um, flatheads. Okay. Yeah, for the for the most part. So would you say then channels are a slightly colder colder environment or colder colder state catfish, I guess? 
Probably. I mean, you're not going. I mean, blue, blues are. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about blues. I really have uh, the first one I caught was actually last year. Just because oh they're wow, not, they're not really around here. You know? Really, yeah. not really. Um, again, like he said, Ohio River, they're in there. Um, and you got to go south to get those, or? Um. So I know with Kentucky, um, I've never caught one. I hooked one, and it threw the bait because I was fishing on trout line. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm not a pay legger. Don't, 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 don't you be calling me that. Um, typically they're, uh, in larger, uh, bodies of water that are stocked in Kentucky. They're in the rivers. Um, I want to say Cumberland river clinch. I would say so. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Um, some, some of the rivers farther South, um, when you get out, when you get going more towards, like the middle of the country out west, I think it really kind of flips back over to channels and flatheads, and I'm, I'm, I don't think blues are, you know, typically really on the western side of the country okay. or anything I, I like that. From what I've heard, you know, people out there saying that you know, that direction, I think you're you're pretty close. If Good not deal. Nice. Well, that's snazzy stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was going to learn something about catfish tonight. <laughs> like, I, that's probably why. I should just shut up, though, because that's one of those things where uh, I fished for them a lot as a kid, but I didn't get exposure to rivers and lakes. It was farm pond stuff, which is 90% of people get. Oh, yeah. Um, So and of course, God, if only I had a brain when I was young or now, um, I would fish every day. And one day out of the same pond. I was going to catch one that was like a state record or, you know, and the, I, I did end up catching a 20 pounder, which was kind nice. of cool. And it was, it yeah, was actually, good. it was kind of a neat little experience because nobody ever, I was always told that you had to, uh, have three sunny days that were 60 degrees and above for before you could basically <laughs> catch fish. I'm like, well, man. So I get into hunting, right? Well, I'm like, well, shit, it's cold all the time. And then it's just really hot. Yeah. So um, in, in, on the family farm, I was not allowed to fish. Y'all prepare yourselves for this. I was not allowed to fish from like mid-April until I got out of school. Oh, my gosh. During the greatest time of the year because they were spawning and the fish would be extinct from our pond in mm-hmm. the world. If I caught them, so it's not like we could have just thrown 500 more in, <laughs> you know, but it, that's neither here nor there. How, how's your views on uh, conservation now, though? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well. I, mean, um, I know that answer. I was just yeah. a horrible question. <laughs> um, so, I was out there, and it was during um, the NCAA tournament. Uh-huh. And it it was pretty cold, and I decided to... I found a fishing pole down by the pond for whatever reason. Somebody left theirs there. And uh, I found a red worm and just casted it out. I caught a freaking little channel cat on it, and I was like, oh, my God, the fish will bite right now. <laughs> and I was like, all right, bye, like guys. The floodgates open. Bye, guys. So uh, I, the, the first fish I caught this year, I, get, I think, see, yeah, the 21 year, um, was January 2nd. Wow. I believe it. Yeah. I um so I I go 
get some night crawlers and chicken livers and I caught a few bluegill and cut them up and dude I destroyed catfish the entire weekend and the whole family is just in awe <laughs> that I've caught these fish because no you couldn't do that you couldn't catch fish then you know what I mean? So it's amazing people's views. The little you, you didn't have your 60-degree days in a row. Yeah. Oh, it was cold as balls and right. cloudy and overcast and wet outside. And You know, like the best times to go fishing. Right. Well, yeah. see, like, well my, my right. That, everybody's like, oh, you know, do you pay attention to barometric pressure and blah, blah, blah. And I really don't. You know, I couldn't even tell you is, what it is. Is lighting and water clarity like your God? No. So here is my thing. What determines when I go fishing or not? When I have time to go fishing, I go fishing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because the reason is um, some of the best days I've had on the water have been some of the worst days. You know what I mean? Oh, no question. Yeah. yeah. It is it not like so amazing? So I like crappie a lot. Yeah, that's and, why. And we do, we do, you're going to have to come to one of these once all this AIDS stuff goes away. <laughs> <laughs> um. We host. We used to host fresh fish caught fry. fish fries during Lent every Friday, and I've got. I don't know if you saw in the Dungeon of Death down there, but I've got like a commercial deep fryer, holds five and a quarter gallons of oil. Like we'd go out and catch hundreds of crappie and bring them back, fillet them, and have. I think our record is like forty-five people. Uh, it's standing room only in yep. here. Leaving um, fat and happy. Oh man, it's amazing. So, but it blows my mind because I got into them. And again, you know, I, I know that you can, you know, I'd learned and been fishing when it was, you know, a little cool out or whatever, but never when it was cold, cold. Right. And so back, I want to say it was 2012, we had that crazy heat snap. There were kids swimming in Lake Lorelei. Mm hmm. It was 87 degrees in February. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember people swimming in the lake, and I'm like, it's February, right, Greg? So we were doing well and catching crappie that year in January and February, and then all of a sudden, right around Valentine's Day, buddy, it got cold. And, I mean, we were fishing. You're catching little nine-inch fish, tater chip fish. So you have to have hundreds to feed people. It was a Clean all this fish, and that was before wow, I discovered them. it's the, before I discovered the electric <laughs> fillet knife. Right, I got you. Um, so I was like a minute eleven seconds per fish with a regular one. I was thirty six seconds with a. Well, it's weird that I know that's that I know, but I timed myself one day just to see Still the difference. The uh, I have um, so I don't have an electric one right now. Um, but you broke it in Cumberland, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, we broke it on that wall. Yeah, <laughs> wall. I tried yeah. to saw through the bones. Yeah. It finally. Well, I didn't have a real one. I had a nine dollar and eighty eight cent yeah. uh, bread slicer from Walmart. Yeah, that would do basically the same, but it didn't have as good a blade. Right, and that's what really hurt me. So, anywho, uh, we're doing well on these crappie, and all of a sudden it gets cold, and I'm like, man, we're never gonna, you know, they're gonna dive way down, dude. Especially Lorelei, there's no structure there. Right. So if you find a freaking branch in the water or anything, it's where every fish holds there's that. a cloud of crappie there, and you just, it's almost not even fair. Um, so, yeah, it, it was really fun to kind of figure out. And you, what well, the other th cool thing that I love about crappie 
and I'm sure this is probably all fish, but for the most part, crappie are very, they're very like depth specific. Like you start off in January and February and you're fishing 20 feet. And then as it gets warmer, you just rise up and move in toward the bank. And it is just cool to kind of figure that out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from a boat. I, I didn't have a lot of experience with a boat as a kid either. So Yeah, I get it. I mean, I think the first time I really fished off a boat was when I got my first boat. Uh, probably back in like 2013, 14. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. An estimate, you know, How old are you, by the way? 27. 27? Mm-hmm. Young people, man. <laughs> Jesus. What what kind of boat you run now? Um, I've got a, I believe it's an 18-foot. Uh, wow. Caught me off guard <laughs> on that one. Um, I'm going to say StarCraft. Okay. That, was, that was my first one, so I know it's not that. It starts with an S, though. Stratus. Stratus. There we go. Stratus um, 278. Oh, nice. Yep, yep. Bass okay. boat style. Good deal. But don't it's fish a good for bass. <laughs> <laughs> so, with, with you, what is the allure for you for catfish? Like, why that instead of bass? Why is that instead of walleye? Like, you're in... This is still debatable if we're in the Midwest or not after what we talked about last week. But, like, what is it about that where you said that's that's what I like above, like, fishing for, you know, most other fish? I wish I could tell you, to be honest. <laughs> because, you know, like I said, my dad's the one that got me fishing, and he was big on bass. Uh-huh. He was constantly bass fishing. And, uh, you know, we had a little farm pond that we stocked, you know, every year or two. Um, just not crazy, but just enough to have some fish in there, you know, and he was big on the bass fishing and I caught my first catfish and that's just what I was catching, you know? See my brother, when we were younger, my brother fly fishes all the time now. Like that is, he is just, he's a habitual fly fisher and he, he loves doing it. But when we were younger, like something clicked in his head of like, I want a catfish. And like, that's all he would be like. One, uh, I remember his, one of his birthdays, the only thing that he wanted was an Abu Garcia ambassador reel. It's a good reel. It's a good, good reel. reel. (laughs) It's a good reel. Uh, it's the only thing that he wanted and he like begged for it. And my mom and dad got him for it. And then they got him this ugly stick that, you know, the neck of the rod is the size, like the size of a beer neck. And, uh. You know, I don't know. He might still have that. I have to. I have to ask and see if he still has. I know he still has a, the reel. Is it an open bale? It, it's it's a bait caster. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's it, it's a red, like every thousand probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. just a great, you know, classic reel. Yeah. Especially, I mean, if, if you're gonna. Be, so the, I, I believe they went up in price a little bit from where they where they used to be. Yeah. But uh, you know, and, and the competition is what kind of drove that down a little bit when everybody was like, hey. This is the real everybody's using. Let's copy it. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, it, it was it was a, a good beginner reel, but one that you could keep with you and use as you grew. Yep. You know, what I mean, it, yep. it, it's not like it was a you know beginner reel, then throw it away and get something else. You could take it with you and you, you could you know, always. I, I still have some. I probably have too many right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I think uh, we have we have them still for striper down rods when we go fishing. Oh, that's for true. Rods. I mean, it's, uh, it's musky a, rod. Even, musky rod. Mean, yeah. That might be what he has it on for right now. Is he's, he no, might have as a backup those. musky rod. Me neither. I've never targeted <clears> them either, though. I have once. Um, I listened to a guy on Facebook and uh, got my boat stuck. So, <laughs> that was, you know, fun time. I, I guess. Yeah. 
So with with targeting cats, like obviously, and I'm going to offend a lot of people during this podcast. Here, here we just, go. Just so we just so it's we're been clear nice about this. Talking it's been nice guys. talking to everybody. Um, so bait, like when you're fishing for channels, like what is like when when someone says, "What do I use to fish for channels?" Like what is, what do you say? Like go to bait is shad. Shad. Yeah. Chicken 100%. liver wrapped in nightcrawler on a chatterbait. <laughs> what's the thing that you don't like again? Pay lakes? No, 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 no. <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the bait that you don't like, Rick? Uh, oh, rattle trap. crossbow of, okay. Ra- a rattle, a rattle trap. trap. That's right. Chatterbait. Chatterbait. Chatter um, so, so shad. Yeah, 100%. Cut shad? 100%, yep. Okay. Yep. I'm, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I am so happy yep. you said that. Because anytime I go on any forum... Like, and you see guys talk about catfish. Like, the first thing that everyone wants to throw out is strawberry chicken. Oh, my God. I can't stand it. Oh, my gosh. I I found someone who agrees with me. (laughs) Right? Okay. So, like. So, so can we just say something real quick here? (laughs) Yes. Which people do you think are using the damn strawberry chicken? Which people do I think are using strawberry chicken? Yeah. Uh, anyone who's willing to respond to what's the best bait to use for cat for chat I'm channel I'm pretty catfishing. sure they're using strawberry chicken at a damn pay lake. No, they're not. No, not anymore. Not it's, anymore. Yeah, it's okay. So, <laughs> so the pay lakers drifted to the rivers and the lakes. Here, here's. Well, I'm, I'm going to go back into the YouTube thing for a second. Yeah. Okay. And I, I watch a bunch of YouTubers, and I will defend the strawberry chicken or just the regular chicken breast now, even. Oh my gosh. Bit. There's a bunch of people that I see catching blues pretty regularly, pretty good-sized blues on regular chicken or strawberry chicken, the whole strawberry jello, you know. Is this right jello. after they spawn? This is all the time. Yeah. All the time? Like yeah. this, this is like... But, yeah. so, you know, like we were talking a minute ago, blues up here are kind of, you know, non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know two lakes somewhat local to us that are, are stocking them, and they're doing, you know, halfway decent. And then, like you were talking about the river, there's some yep. in there. Well, quite a few in there, uh, actually. Um, but with the channel cats, I just feel like it's shad, you know? And, okay. And I see all these guys on YouTube, and you can't argue with it. You're, you you watch them use chicken, and it works. I've tried it once just to try it, you know, because sometimes, I don't know how much you catfish or all that, mm-hmm. but sometimes you go out to get bait, and it just doesn't happen. Right. Or down too deep or whatever, you know? <clears throat> so I like to have a backup. Well, my backup now is shrimp. Okay. Okay. So the chicken didn't work, and I stick to that. So if there's chicken on my boat, it's fried. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that sounds like, so like, good right now. It, the th- the thing about the strawberry chicken, and I did not. Uh, so I went to school in Kentucky, and <clears throat> when I was sitting around some buddies one night, and we were talking about catfishing, and he's got uh, a friend from Pikeville, and he wait Pikeville, it's. Pikeville, Son but it is, bitch. but it this is, is not Kentucky. <laughs> it's not Vol. It's V I L L E. They pronounce it Pikeville down there. I'm just, Jesus. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Jesus so loves you. So, so we're sitting around, and he he said, you know, the best bait is strawberry chicken. I'm like, what are you talking? This is the first time I've ever heard about this. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, you ain't never. He goes, you ain't never fish for catfish if you ain't never fish for strawberry chicken. I'm like. You're not making any sense. Chicken's chicken's not made out of strawberries. So he explains this. <laughs> he explains this to me of like you get a gelatin packet and you soak the chicken in that or Kool Aid or whatever. Kool Aid, yeah, I heard that one. And uh, it gives it this real 
like vibrant red color and they're yes, like it and it does and they're like you hook it on you throw it out and like you'll catch every fish in the lake i'm like there's no way this works so i have yet to try it because i just i cannot wrap my head around because i i'm i'm a you know a shad guy I'm, I'm like 100%. cut bait cut bait for me is like when i think of fishing for catfish it's either chicken livers or cut bait like those are those are the two things that i've always taught to go to or if you're fishing for a flathead Live bluegill is is king, but I've just like I've never understood that, um, and <laughs> I've never understood like the idea of of doing that. But at the same time, you know, I've watched guys on YouTube use swim bladders out of Asian carp and catch blues down on the Ohio River, and because the thing sticks on there, but again. That to me is cut bait right. that you're using out of out of a out of a um, you know an invasive fish. Right, and see, like for me with with the carp, I've never never seen caught handled anything in Asian carp, um, but you know your grass carp, common carp, all yeah. that stuff that's more local to our area, you know, or, or out of the river, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're really good catfish bait because they're real oily. Yep. You know what I mean? So I'm assuming Asian carp probably the same way. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, that, like you said, that makes sense. The whole cut bait thing, um, and I just. I don't see very many chickens in the water. You know what I mean? And I'm, I, you know, natural bait. That's, that's that's what they're used to eating. You yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But, I mean, you can't argue success. If it works, it works. Yeah. But it like, just doesn't work for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, I guess, you know, so I, I say all this, but I used to go to a friend's house um, in high school, and he had a pond. And in the pond, he had bass and catfish. And you could throw every bait in the world in there, and those bass and catfish would not touch it. You put a hot dog in the water, and it was like a feeding frenzy. And like you go over there, and he had like he had five pound bass, and you throw pitch a hot dog in front of this thing's face on a worm hook, boom, hit it every time. Throw a fluke, throw crankbait, throw buzz bait, nothing, nothing, nothing. Hot dog, boom, immediately grab it. And and you know, I don't know. I've obviously never been to this dude's house, the fish's pond, whatever, but. Everything else is a reaction bait. And I'm yep. not a bass fisherman either, so don't crucify me. <laughs> I say something wrong. But, um, you know, you're using all these reaction baits. So, you know, I don't know if it's a thing where the any kind of a scent mm-hmm. is what they were, what they were you know, keying in on or what it was. But um, it uh, makes sense that way, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it could be habituation. It could be just scent or whatever. Yeah. But Because, you know. There's no hot dogs in the pond. No, there's not. not there's not. not. Right? Well, it, it's kind of like um, one of the things that I always look at when guys worm fish who use, like, uh, lizards. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, like, all the lakes I fish don't have tons of lizards in them, but, like, the the state record uh, largemouth in Kentucky caught two years ago was caught on a, I think, a purple lizard because the guy threw it in on a bed and this big you know, bass came up and went to pick it up and move it off the bed and set the hook and he's got the new state record. So it, it's, you know, I guess it's different strokes for different folks. I just like the right, right. the chicken thing is just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Chris, you use chicken a lot, right? <laughs> I do not use chicken. I don't, I haven't fished for catfish since 2000, 2015 and what? Yeah, yeah, I don't fish for catfish. Um, I just don't have the opportunity. If so, getting into the whole 
So we started that Facebook group in 2017. Since then, it's either that or now the podcast or the YouTube channel with filming and editing. Right. There is hunting, which takes precedence over everything for me. Then there's competition archery up until, you know, spring, uh, early summer, late spring. That crushed everything. And then turkeys. So fishing is not some. In fact, really the only time I would go fishing, there's a pond a few minutes away that I would go to here and there in the evening and just run a buzz bait across the top the last 30 minutes of light just to decompress, right. which I love still. And I'm never, you know, I think I've caught one that was close to five out of there. And uh, his brother, Will, that he talked about, um, he caught one that I think was pushing seven. He lost his, like, $3,000 wedding, wedding ring. ring. That was the wedding ring night. Oh, my God. So he got a platinum <clears throat> wedding ring. Okay, let's full story. Will gets married. I think it's like a $3,200 ring. It's something stupid. It's platinum. And I'd never even seen a damn platinum ring before. So he catches this fish. And we're like in this moment where we're both in awe. Just looking at this thing. And I'm taking pictures. And we want to capture this moment, right? So he puts her back. It's cold as shit outside, by the way. Wouldn't you know it? can't catch them though unless it's 60 degrees right <laughs> so he gets her back everything's all good rinses his hands off and goes like this and i had turned around and i hear Ka-choom! it sounded like he threw a third of a brick into the water and i'm like what'd you throw in the water he's like what are you talking about i'm like you didn't hear the fucking cinder block Hit the water, dude. What was that? And he starts, you know, reaching. Oh, I got my sunglasses, watch, wallet, all that, and the important stuff. And then, yeah, and then he's like, <laughs> "Oh my God, this is like two or three weeks after oh, he no. got married. He's fresh. First week of March, fresh <clears throat> off the press, right? <laughs> and and we're both like, "Oh my God, your wife's going to murder you." So we stayed there for so long looking for this thing and then when i say it was cold it was like brutally cold for fishing i mean it wasn't yeah you know 10 degrees but it was like 40 uh we're talking like 30 and air temperatures 30 yeah yeah and windy 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 so we're not swimming around all day looking for this thing (laughs) no that's out of the question (laughs) I, i would like reach in for like 20 or 30 seconds and I'd have to pull my hand out because you start feeling the little needles and all that. I got you. And so I go there that night with a flashlight thinking I'll hit it and shimmer. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to be a hero. Never found it. And I, I spent a few hours out there looking. Where's this pond? (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. We go there. I think it was the next day or the, ne- the, the day next after day. The next day. he got his father-in-law's metal detector and put on his waders and went out there. And it's amazing the things you'll find in an old farm pond. Oh, I can imagine. There's way more metal than you'd ever <laughs> believe. <laughs> yeah. Because as soon as he hit, I'm like, yeah, you found it. Dude, he went through like 25 things. And yeah. I'm like, Well, it, it probably became, you know, depending on where this farm pond is and how farm it is. It probably became a, a dump dumping ground. Time. Yeah. yeah for, yep. For so farmers. Yeah. finally, he's like, I think I got it. And I'm just like, I don't believe you. And he pulls it up. And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's awesome. Because that, oh, dude, 
I mean, my so first wedding ring. The real question is, did, did we tell the wife? Oh yeah. We, yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. I didn't know yeah, this yeah. was like a you know incognito mission. We we're gonna like try to he, sneak this one. He by. finished fishing before he told her that. <laughs> I, did, I did so. Uh, two months after I got married, we were on a canoe trip on the Little Miami over Labor Day weekend, oh, and we're, uh, I mean, <clears throat> it gotten like the water was cold, cold, getting colder, and we're we're going with friends, and like I forgot what I was doing, like wash my hands in the water, and my ring, like I put my head under, and it just like the ring went, I could hear it skipping down the river because it like had fallen off my finger, and I I like. Lifted my head up, and my wife's like, "What's up?" I'm like, "Um, Nothing, <laughs> she, she's she, she's like looking at me weird, and she looks at me and she's, where's your ring?'" <laughs> I'm like, "It's going down the river right now." Like, what do you mean? I'm like, "It's it it's gone. It it's going down the river. Uh, we're not finding this at all." So, this is actually my second wedding ring. Ermagur. Uh, yeah, yeah. Luckily, Dad. I don't I don't have as expensive taste. <laughs> I probably haven't worn my wedding ring in months. It's well, I won't say where it is because I don't want somebody to jack it. Um, it is not with me at the moment. Yeah. So, catfishing is obviously like what your YouTube channel is is essentially around. But you also for now, for now, for now. Um, We've had a talk. <laughs> There's a change coming. I'm going to make a YouTube channel, and I am only going to chase Bluegill on Wednesdays. <laughs> Jesus. So, Mitchie. so, but you also bird hunt too, correct? I do. Yes. So really cool. So tell us, tell us a little bit about that and your experience with bird hunting and, um, you know, dog training and and you know going into those world, that world. Right. Um. So. With, with the bird hunting, I'm a, I'm a little green still. Um, I've I've been bird hunting. I think I want to say eight years now. But it's one of those things where for me, it's not shooting the bird. It's not hunting the bird. It's watching the dogs. The dog. yeah. yeah, you know. And yeah. I know it sounds cliche because everybody says that. Yeah, but it's, but it's true. Though. Until it's true. you go, right. you do not know, and you are so amazed, and and so many things come into your mind. And you're like, this is why we're here. Because we made a partnership with these things, right? And we survived, and they got to eat, and this was a thing. Like we put our skills together, and now we're both still here, right? Um, I mean, my uncle's a a guide and a dog trainer, and I've been fortunate enough to travel to Kansas and hunt with him during a bumper crop year, and. I think a lot of people around here, for the most part, hunt the, um, you know, the the released birds, right? Yep. And they hunt um, like the preserves and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I'll say this much: a preserve bird generally doesn't last long, so it doesn't have the time. For the most part, is mm-hmm. a rule of thumb. It's not a, a definite, but. Um, they don't have time to live and get smart. Those birds that they turn loose, not all of them die. No. And, buddy, they get smart quick. <laughs> now, they like to run. I still don't put them <laughs> up against a true wild no, bird. Right. No. Because they still don't live the life that they do. But So, like, opening – no, sorry. 
the day before opening day out there in Kansas, we went to scout. I think that's the first time I'd ever scouted anything before. I was a sophomore in high school. I'm just really starting to, you know, get into the the deer hunting, and um, I had only ever been to Cherry Bend. Right. Um, and I thought that's what bird hunting was. And my cousin goes out to Kansas, oh and he only killed, like, a couple of birds. And I'm like, you suck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're out there a week, ten days, whatever. Like, you're terrible. Uncle Kenny, he had, like, 60. <laughs> and, uh, of course, I talk mad <laughs> So, with that said, I went out there, and I only killed eight. So, we were out there. I was out there ten days. And uh, one of them, I think, one and a half, something like that, was before the season started. Mm -hmm. But it amazed the hell out of me that the evening before opening day, we roll up on this field, and I'm telling you, there are like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, maybe talking thousands, of pheasants cackling and flying into the CRP to roost. Uh, this was in uh, 99. Mm -hmm. So this was when they had just... <clears throat> this is before deer hunting turned into what it's turned into now. So less food plotty and all that. And there was still just a buttload of CRP out right. there. And um, dude, the, needless to say, I mean, there was just more birds than you could ever fathom there being. At the time, it was the best spot in at least the U.S. to mm -hmm. go hunt birds. So, and it was during a drought, the drought of 99 that we had uh, all across the country, basically, and there was a bumper crop of those suckers. So, we're looking at all these birds, and I'm thinking, damn, man, I'm going to slay these things. <laughs> well, we go out, and I limit out the first day, and I'm like, yeah. Well, then the next day, I killed two. And I don't say the, limits three, right? No, well, four. Okay, I, four. I want to say it's three now, but don't quote okay. me on that. I wouldn't doubt it, but they don't have near the habitat that they did. Right. They're I mean, mowing everything does. down yeah. and planting it. Yeah. So um, I went four, two, one, one, and then never killed another bird <laughs> the rest of the time. And again, if I went out there in the same situation, I'd probably kill all kinds of birds. But, you know, I was pretty green and was not good at jump shooting. Like, they'd fly up, mm -hmm. and I wasn't hitting stuff. And um, But I remember walking up on this dried-up pond, not even, like, suspecting anything. We're just walking. And for, I mean, it's tough to really know how long this went on, but mm -hmm. birds flushed out of this dried-up pond for maybe... 20 or 30 seconds like and when i say a continuous 15 foot wall of birds i'm there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these things in this pond and i don't i don't know if there was just like some little good little pebbles in there that they were getting or if maybe there was some kind of food source in there i didn't know about <clears throat> but i remember <clears throat> i shot once my gun jammed and i just sat my gun down and watched them <laughs> And and nobody killed a single bird. You couldn't you couldn't focus on. Because there's so many of them. Oh, dude, it was 
incredible. It's kind of like when like uh, guys go duck hunting and there's like so many yeah. ducks, and then like <clears throat> guy gets like one duck out of like six hundred. Like, how did you miss those ducks? And you're like, because there's just so many. It's not like one of those things where you're just gonna like fire into the air and like a right. like ducks are just gonna rain down Until on you. Until I or bring something my like number that. nine TSS, <laughs> you hit them at eighty yards. One shot and I limit out. <laughs> <laughs> but like. You said it earlier, like watching a dog work is like one of the favorite things. And I think I've said this before on here. If someone came to me and said, Rick, like you can only do, you can like deer hunt or bird hunt for the rest of your life. What would you do? And I think I'd probably say bird hunt every, every single time. I think it's so, I, I, I like it so much more. Like it's just, I don't, and I, it's probably nostalgia, but I don't get to do it as much. Like that's the one thing that I like about Ohio is like, even though it's released, like, you guys get to do that up here. We get, like, quota hunts in Kentucky. There's two quota hunts, and they're on Clay and Peabody, and that's it for the entire year. And you have to be drawn to get in there, but, you, like, you're – I think you get – I want to say – no, it's only two birds a day. So it's the same limit as right. it is up here, but you get to hunt three days in a row. So it's like you get six – you get the opportunity to shoot six birds a year, and that's if you get drawn. So it's it's – unbelievably frustrating you know having lived here and like had bird dogs all my life being able to go hunt pheasants you know behind my house and now i live in a state where they're like oh we're not really that big into it yeah i mean you know ohio is not really either but it sounds like they have an edge yeah at least a little bit well it's it's kind of perspective you know i I see people on facebook because um this kind of going back what we were talking about a few minutes ago um with the out west thing I believe I'm going out west this fall to hunt birds. Nice. It's not set in stone yet, but it's it's a good chance. State? Well, see, that's the thing. We don't know yet. Oh. Um, so, I mean, obviously, South Dakota comes to mind. I say South Dakota. You know, but at the same time, that's a 15-hour drive from here. Uh-huh. You're losing so much hunting time driving that far. You know what I mean? You're getting on more birds. But, see, we, we've also thought about stopping in Iowa. And, like, I'll post on Facebook, and people will be like, well, yeah, Iowa's having a really good year this year because their roadside surveys are showing, like, I think, you know, certain areas are showing sure. like an average of, like, 25 birds per route or whatever. Which, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's a good year, but it's still nothing compared to South Dakota. And I'm like, I understand that. But come to Ohio, your roadside survey that we right. have <laughs> zero. is going to be zero. Zero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's all about perspective. Unless but, you hunt um, where I hunt. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, 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 is, that is very true. If, if you hunt where you hunt at, that, that's. I'm very fortunate. You are very. Well, I mean, fortunate. they're they're around. You know, I mean, I, I hunt wild birds. They're, really? They're around. Oh, they're around. Yeah. Man, not, I mean, not not in any numbers. Not everywhere. You got to find certain spots. I jumped a covey of. I swear. I won't exaggerate, so I'll say twenty. But it had to be a covey of twenty quail last year. Really? Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Private or public? Public. 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 Wow. Okay. Public. Yes. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. Last time I jumped a quail was last I was, year. No, it was um <laughs> three years ago on private property, and a uh, guy didn't even know he had him there. Like I ju- uh, jumped we'll two quail, and it was just like walking to my deer stand. They flushed. I'm like, is this like this quail? And he goes, he's like, yeah. Just I love and, that sound. <laughs> yeah, and you, know, you you hear the noise and all, and like you you know it's it's them. Um, but it, it's it's see, and and that's the thing. Like I didn't grow up. My dad used to grouse hunt <clears throat> all the time, 
I mean, when grouse numbers were good, and then like they just fell off the yeah. face. Yeah, I, I want to shoot one so bad. I haven't. So I was deer hunting at a at a friend's. You want to pro- shoot a grouse? Oh, I would love yeah. to. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the king of the birds. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I would really. Lo- you got to go north for those. I think. You do. Or, or well, I, no. Well, absolutely. I, well, I, so, I've heard them drum during turkey season, and you I, know where I'm talking about. I'm going, oh, wow. I'm going yeah. to shoot an Ohio grouse this year. Wait. It's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. Where you can't hunt? Where I can't hunt. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I've, I've, had, I've had conversations with the Rough Grouse Society about it. But I was in Kentucky. Um, I was deer hunting on this guy's property. And... Um, just I heard thump, 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 like like just unmis- like just a lawnmower start right. and I'm I'm sitting there like it's it's October no one's mowing their lawn and then I heard it again so like at the end of the night I walk up to like the the camper we're staying at I'm like hey man like do you have grouse in your woods he goes oh, I got them all over I'm like what do you mean you have them all over he's like like I'll walk and he goes there'll be like one with a clutch of like eight I'm like like eight eight like Eight pulse, and he, he he's like, yeah, he goes, they're all over down here. He goes, he he said, he goes, need an address. Well, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And um, I'm like, do you hunt him? He goes, no, nah, I don't bird hunt. He's a like, turkey hunt. He's like, that's that's the only thing. I'm and like, you could just hear him, like four or five of them drumming, and just on this hillside. It was it was one of the coolest things I've ever I know heard. There's supposedly a few out east as well. I mean, yeah. they've got they can hide there now. I have put in a couple miles out east. Have yet to even jump one. Really? So, so, I mean, this is quail, not grouse. But that place I was talking about where I jumped that covey, well, I didn't jump them. The dog pointed them, and then they flushed them. But there was 20 quail, and I walked, I don't want to say right over top of them, but pretty <clears throat> close. And they never moved. I had no idea they were there. I was walking along, and the only thing, I, the only reason it made me stop, my dog wasn't with me anymore i didn't hear him you know i turned around and he's on point i was like and this was you know kind of his rookie you know what well, last year was his rookie season if you will so he was like really green and i'm like i just stepped there dude there's not a bird there so it, but he's locked on and i'm like you're not gonna listen to me anyway so i might as well walk the 20 feet back and i got like five feet away and I I jumped because I didn't expect anything to come oh, up. Oh, sure. And 20 quail rose out of there. Now, with Ohio, I don't know if you pay attention, you know, doing your deer hunting thing. You can't kill yeah. them after, like, November no, 25th. you can't shoot. Well, that too. I think it's the 25th or the 26th. But you can't shoot them on state ground. What? So I had to watch 20 quail fly away. I did not know that. Yes, sir. Yeah, that yeah. is new as of, I believe, last year. Yeah. If not two I'm years ago. I'm glad you make, said that. Make sure you check the regs. Yeah. But it, not that I go bird hunting on state land, but, but it, you know, it, I really didn't know that. So, see, like, yeah. my, my goal is, Dang. Well, well, we'll just go full circle. My goal is channel cat, blue cat, flathead mm-hmm. this year, which I'm, I'm a flathead away. And then my goal this fall is pheasant, quail, grouse, all wild, you know what I mean? No woodcock? Well, the, uh, so man, how do you find those damn? I've seen, like, I, I saw three last year. Every yeah. once in a while, and you'll jump them like all the time in the same general area, it's same habitat. Yep. Generally, it's like the head hall, head high, head tall, CRP that I'll get them out of, or just out of the edge of it into the woods. Um, and there, 
if you can find those, that is the easiest animal to hit of oh, all absolutely. time. It is literally the timber doodle. Like yes, yeah. <laughs> timber doodle. I, I jumped one and I'm like, what the hell was that? And then I started asking around and they're like, Yeah, that's a woodcock and I'm like They fly straight away from you too. Well, it, like, that it's, and it's, it's so slow. They're slow. They're, they're the they're slowest slow. damn bird of all time. <laughs> So I'm like, why don't you just walk away? Because you're not getting anywhere fast, buddy. Yeah. So, well, and that's the thing. If you walked away, you'd never know who's there. Not, you know. you yeah. probably shouldn't be telling me these goals. I have half a mind to join you on this. And I would welcome that. Walk our asses 100%. off for zero reason. 100%. Okay. Uh, this is a kind of a little funny side story. So, and, you know, when you're training a bird dog, it's no secret you need birds. Yeah. So... Um, you know, I've, i bought birds, you know, from breeders and stuff yeah, yeah. and dogs with, I have had like six pheasants at my house in cages and I'm walking miles trying to shoot a wild pheasant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why am I doing this? You know, but, then I remember we, we used to, so with our dogs, we would raise quail and you'd use those. Like there was an area back on a wildlife area near my house and you, you'd release them like in that right. area. Mm-hmm. You'd have them banded and all that kind of stuff. I remember there was a time like we released like five or six of them, never got a single one of them. Is that back. right? Yeah. <laughs> like spent all this time raising these damn That's birds, good. and like they well, go out and they ran and like just they, I mean, they hit the ground and they ran. They didn't fly. They didn't flush. They just ran. And see, everybody always says that they won't live. Um, you know, so that the pheasants was my last. Well, mm-hmm. um, the dog that I was talking about there that pointed that covey of quail. And, uh, um, you know, he's still around. I'm going to hunt him this year, too. But then I got a puppy back in, I believe, uh, April, Mm -hmm. April or March. I can't remember now. But I bought quail to start him on. And I released some when he was, like, 10 weeks old. And he pointed them, flushed them, or I flushed them, you know, all that good stuff. But I didn't shoot because he was so young. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, oh, they're dead, you know. I heard him as as late as of, like, Two weeks ago, nice. They're still are still alive. So, so, what what kind of bird? What birds? Jesus, what kind of dogs you got? I've got a uh, you know full blooded short hair. This is nice. the puppy I'm talking about, and then the the dog that I had last that I started hunting last year is a. Stay with me. He's a. The, the mom was a short hair. Uh huh. Is a short hair, I should say. Hmm. Full blooded. What she changed to? Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, now she's a lab. But uh, the dad is a. I always get this wrong. It's not. It's not. It's my girlfriend's dad's dog. Okay. So I'm not 100 percent in tune, but I know the mom's full blooded short hair. The dad is half English pointer. Okay. And half, I want to say Irish setter. Okay. So he's a Heinz 57. <laughs> Everybody thinks he's a lab because his tail's not docked and he's <clears throat> solid liver besides okay. a white patch on his chest. Um, but you know he points. I mean, he's, he's a mix of pointing breeds. You know? Yeah. So he points, and like I said, I have that short hair. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Good dogs. We had short hairs all, like, growing up, that's all we had. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm partial to them, but, you know, in my opinion, for a pointing bird dog, that's the way to go. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I know everybody has their opinion, but that's that's mine. Yeah. I'm, I mean, your, your Uncle Kenny's dog, like, that, that that's GSP, short hair. Baby. Yeah, GSP. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. T- I'm, well, like, I'm a, man, it's real tough for me to, <clears throat> it's really tough for me to pick a favorite because I've been raised... Ones that I don't really, I'll say I don't really care for. They're great dogs. They're fun. Just not my cup of tea, but not a spaniel guy. Yeah. Um, 
they're fine, but just not my cup of tea. Setters, English setters and mm-hmm. English pointers, I love, but for me, a German short-haired pointer just. And I can tell you right now, a setter is probably you're probably going to kill. Uh, it depends on your hunting style. If you're a slow-moving, more of a kind of a patience type hunter that wants to slow work a field, a setter is going to do a lot better to mm-hmm. me than a GSP. But my favorite thing, old Sarge, dude. Sarge. When he gets moving, he's on the birds. Yep. And and to me, pheasant hunting can't always be about the picturesque point where everybody's cooperating. Those damn birds don't do that. No. Like, they do that at Cherry Bend on a preserve, yeah, because they freaking spin them around and tuck their head under their wing. And <laughs> Make them go to bush, sleep, you know? yeah. But when you're hunting a wild bird, sometimes you're jogging. Well, like when oh, yeah. we when we and went when we went and hunted uh, at that place, you and your uncle Kenny took me to. Like we're we, like he went on point, and you're like get up there now, like get up yeah, there now, yeah, so yeah. like take off jogging. And it's, I got like five feet away, and that bird flushed, yep. and like it got maybe ten feet in front of me, poof, puff of feathers, um, like like just identify it as a cock bird. Okay, shoot it. Yeah, but I mean that that it was bird like maybe. That might have been the best <laughs> moment I've had with you to this day. because So I refer to Rick as like a less aggressive human being, we'll call it. <laughs> I'm more of an aggressive human being. That bird didn't make it <laughs> 10 feet above the grass, and there was a cloud of feathers, and I'm like, where the hell was this? Where... <laughs> Was this not much stuff to clean? You're saying, yeah. Well, no, I or it was already oh, clean. Yeah, but I, I'm just like he like quick draw McGraw that thing, dropped it out of the air, one shot, and I'm He's like, like, are you sure that was a cockbird? I'm like, I'm positive it was a cockbird. Like, I'm like, damn, really? absolutely positive. So I was pretty impressed. It was a good shot. I got it on film. Awesome. It was sweet. Yeah, I, I caught myself a lot last year, and this is going to kind of talk about what you mentioned with the the YouTube channel and. You know, possibly evolving into some hunting stuff. Um, <laughs> but I, I caught myself, especially if I thought it was going to be a quail on state ground last year, since I yeah. couldn't shoot him anyway. My phone was out more than my gun was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just <clears throat> videoing. And, and, and there was times, like, on the plane of birds that I was training with, if you miss, you miss. It's not yeah. the end of the world. You didn't walk nine miles. You walked nine feet. Yep. So I'd have my, my phone in this hand recording and my gun on my shoulder on this <laughs> hand trying to shoot, you know. But it's, it's all fun. It is. It's a blast. I mean, yeah. I, I think I think like bird hunting, wing shooting in general is one of those things that I feel like everyone should, you know, at least get out and try yes. once. And I, you know, I'm I'm still of the opinion like a lot of guys will say like oh, I want to start deer hunting, and like my first thing is always either go small game hunting or go bird hunting. Like make sure that you can do that first before you go arrow a deer or, you know, shoot a deer with a rifle or a shotgun. Somebody completely green. To yeah. Hunting. Completely right, green, right. completely green to hunting. Just like make sure that you're okay with going and doing that kind of stuff before you like go, you know, chasing, you know, big game or anything like that. And like some people can do that and that's fine, but it's the same as like when guys go, <clears throat> they go, uh, like out of the country and pay like huge money for charters and that kind of stuff. They've never been fishing. And it's like, you know, you can't, you can't like equate that to like what fishing is regularly. Absolutely. Well, like, so, you know, um, I went to, uh, I think it was 
probably four years ago. It's not real important. It was, it was you know, quite a few years ago. Mm-hmm. One on a walleye charter on Erie. Yeah. And I'd never been walleye fishing before. Um, and, you know, nothing against the, the charter, the captain, the business. It was all great. You mm-hmm. know, I, I talk to the guy on Facebook still all the time. I'd go with him again, you know, if, if I was to go walleye fishing. But to me, it wasn't – I won't say it wasn't fun because that's not the right word. But I know what you're saying. You know, you're, you're trolling – and the, you're you drinking the beer fish. and re- reeling in somebody else's fish. That and the boat's almost reeling the fish in because you know by the, yeah. by the time you grab the They're rod, across he's the already surfing. Water and, you know, he's yeah. on a surfboard, got little sunglasses on, <laughs> and you just got to bring him on the boat. On the boat. <laughs> so yeah, it was a good time. It tasted great. Yeah, it just wasn't my oh cup my of tea. God. Now, have you ever fished the? Um, oh my like, God! Like what? What? Go ahead. The catfish spawn up on Erie. Oh, okay. Never mind. What did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to talk about the the Yoo-Hoo Chocolate Milk River where everybody oh, no, stands not the mom, to not, No, not the Mommy River. And then they're yeah. like, I'm living out all the time. You're talking about Salmon yeah. Run? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, or are you talking about the Walleye Run? Oh, Walleye, okay. That's why. Where yeah. they'll catch one 12-inch walleye and they're like, this is awesome. And Probably like, snagged. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Well, that's what yes. pisses me off the most. I went up mm-hmm. there, actually catch something, and you got to put it back. It's like, mm, I think I'm good. Plus, it's all the jacks that are running up in there when you're up in there when it's cold, and it's it's just not. It ain't mine. Yeah. Well, it's anyway, not my cup of tea. Sandusky Bay is heaven on earth to a catfish. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, it, it is. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I've I've never fished it, but I've we'll, heard we'll I've we'll heard go. it's like. Like there's guys say like they have like 80 catfish days and I that believe kind of it stuff. because I, I've so I've been up there. Let me think. Three times now, mm-hmm. and the first time is this. You won't believe me, but I swear it's true. <clears throat> wow, I don't believe you. Okay, I don't, I don't believe myself. But the first trip we went up there, thirty-three fish. Wow, had no idea what we was doing really. I mean, had, wow, wow, <laughs> thirty fish. You being serious? I, I'm, I'm not judging you right now. You are you being serious or catfish? Yeah. That's a lot. That's, yeah, that's a, that's oh, a hell yeah. of a lot of well, catfish. And, and see. The bad thing is, the good thing, however you want to word it, we get back to the dock, and there's a, a local sitting there at the dock, and he's like, how did you guys do? We're like, well, it's our first time. You know, we think we did pretty good. We caught 33, and he was like, oh, that sucks. I was like, we did sucks. <laughs> he's like, that's a slow day, and I was like, I'm sorry. Say that one more. We caught 33 fish, <laughs> like a 10-pound average. Let me, let me Yeah, put they're that not small yeah. fish either. Are that's the channels? Part. Channels. All channels. Yeah. 10 Dude, pound a 10-pound average channel is a good channel. Yeah, well, that's, that's my thing. Anything, I mean... A fish is a fish. I love catching fish. Sure. But anything, when it comes to channels, anything over 10 pounds, I get real excited. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Channels fight. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, there's fish up there. There's, yeah. So the second trip, we caught 33 fish. (laughs) And that's why I said you wouldn't believe me. But this time, 30 were catfish, one was a drum, and two were white bass. Really? Oddly enough, yeah. Delicious. Yes. White bass are delicious. You heard it right here first, ladies and gentlemen. I eat white bass. Judge me. I'm, I'm confused why you're not Dude, cutting them up for bait. I but. went, I went uh, walleye fishing with my sort of... It's really weird. I explain it in the weirdest way possible just to confuse people. My wife's sister's brother took me out on their boat. Um, so my father-in-law was in a relationship prior to my mother-in-law. Had a kid... Then they split, and then he got with my mother-in-law, had his 
two other daughters, one of them I'm married to, and then his ex-wife had a son with another gentleman. So my wife's sister's brother. Half sister, her brother. Okay. okay. So that makes I, I understand but, why but you we're all like family, dude. We're really close. That's cool. They're That's they're, cool. they're amazing. So um they have a condo on Erie. They have a gorgeous boat and pretty much whenever I want to go up there, the invites there and man, I took it one time and it was a blast learning how to run the boards and everything. Oh yeah. And he I, I, looked at me. I, I pulled in this really nice white bass, a few of them. And I was like, is it cool if I keep these? And he's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm like, dude, I eat the hell out of these things. I mean, we catch them crappie fishing and they go, they go in the bucket and they eat good. <laughs> I'm gonna show you how to live. <laughs> well, I got sounds, you drinking it, craft beer. We're gonna eat white bass, and we're gonna bird hunt. Oh, we're like, going to bird hunt. Yep. I want it. So here's what I want to do. We're gonna you probably shouldn't be friends with me because I'm gonna get you into some. <laughs> so although you don't have kids yet, so you can get into that. So me and my buddy, one of my best friends, his name's Matt Amron. Um, we've been out west a few times. Dude, there's grouse everywhere in Colorado. It's not tough to kill grouse out there. So, um, I've never been to Colorado. Is it sharp tail or are you talking about like rough grouse? I think they have all of them. Well, and that's that's possible. Sharp yeah. tails, sunnies. They have sharp tails, blues. Blues Wait, are, blues are yeah, duskies. Yeah, they have blues. Blues are the same as duskies. They have the grouse. But they have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're there. You call them duskies? Dusky. Yeah. yeah. Dusky yeah. grouse. And then I'm pretty sure they have a rough grouse as well and oh, they have sage no. grouse <laughs> do they have sage and they have the sage grouse I'm maybe in the plain side west plain of 25 side, they definitely do okay um they're i mean don't get me wrong when you're on them you're on them and you're not you're not well, obviously yeah i got you right. but oh man you talk about fun you're walking along and you see one and you're like oh yeah I'm going to sneak up on you. And then his buddies flush up and scare the holy crap <laughs> out of you. You're like, no, God. So, um, and then shoot zero. But, but me and my buddy, <laughs> yes, exactly. we want to fly out to where we want to elk hunt and just go grouse hunting and squirrel, rabbit, whatever, and just have fun, go in the back country for a three-day weekend or something and scout elk and kill stuff and film it. So be a fun end trip. up doing that at some point. It would be a fun trip. Yeah. This year? Yeah. Because, oh. I, I mean, if I kill a buck in Ohio and a buck in Kentucky before... November? Yeah, I mean, if I'm done the first two weeks in Ohio, I'm flying somewhere to hunt. Which, don't sleep on Nebraska. Yeah. I know you got to drive, probably. Well, right. Um, and I'm talking about going without dogs. No. Yeah. No, no, no. no. bring your dog. <laughs> I'm saying... I'm going without dogs. Why? Unless you or somebody with a dog. Because I don't have a dog. <laughs> well, that explains a lot. <laughs> I mean, I'm You've sure, got that dog over there. I'm it's sure just not a bird if, dog. Um, my Uncle Kenny, if I asked my uncle, there's a chance he'd let me take Sarge, the GSP. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Sarge is a mountain dog. He's a pretty good size GSP. Oh, yeah. Well, my, mine should be as well. His his dad was pretty big. He's only six months old. So We're talking about starting at like 
9,200 feet elevation. So I think. Yeah, I don't know how I would do. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> like just about everybody else. Terribly. Here and, um, you know, you can even be in pretty solid shape and it's still, it's still very difficult. Still can be Everybody rough. reacts to it differently. But the one thing I learned, you fly in or drive in as we do. We drove. So the first elk trip we took out there was 2016. We drove straight through. I think it was 23 hours. Jesus. And we left at 8 o'clock at night and got there. It's I want to say it. No, 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 no. It was like 9 something. And keep in mind, we like, how does that work? We lost. You, you, you two, lost yeah. hours. Yeah. yeah. So we got there and we're setting up camp as it's getting dark and we wake up. And I did five miles that day. Not smart. Up to 10 4. No, I'm the toughest person alive. I'll be fine, right? You know how this goes. Um, so then, then, that's nothing. The next day we pack in three miles. Three miles up, loaded heavy, 50-plus pound packs. Three miles down, get the rest. Three miles back up to 10-4. Uh, sorry, 10-5. 10-5. We hiked to 10-4, and then we camped at 10-5. Um Felt fine. Hunted all the next day. I forget how many miles we did. I think it was somewhere in the five or six range. <clears throat> fine. Got up the next morning. Dude, I'm freaking crap, crapping my brains out. Bad. Uh, bad, bad. And so, and this goes on all day. And then I got, I didn't know. So. I didn't take care of myself and immediately eat stuff and immediately drink a bunch of water. And then I just got, um, how would I describe it? I got relaxed. Uh, like I didn't have energy. I didn't want to do anything. So I just sat and watched his brother fly fish a cirque. You know what a cirque is? Nope. A cirque is a crater in the top of a mountain. At 11,100 feet, I watched my buddy destroy cutthroat after cutthroat after cutthroat trout. And it was cool. Caught, still to this day, probably one of the best picks I've ever taken. Oh, the one of him fly fishing on that rock? This is before you could video it and freeze frame and screenshot and all that. Um, Effectively, anyways. And uh, I just so happened to be just sitting there and I'm like, I, I just seen that he was like in the middle of being about to move or whatever and so I hit the button and the pole goes up and I've got him I'll show it to you I'll say, I, need, I need to see like, this yeah. Yeah, it's pretty he's sweet standing picture. on a rock in the middle of the clearest lake you've ever seen surrounded by pine trees we're at tree line All right, it's nothing but rocks up above there and his rods doubled over his head and he's bringing in a beautiful cutthroat and I was just like uh you're not going to believe this. I just got probably the best fishing pick of your life. <laughs> so, and I mean, that was, um, I want to say that was six miles from where we parked. That, I mean, it's a hike. I mean, yeah, uh, a right. mountain. So, um, I got some anxiety stuff and just kind of lost it and, uh, went back down to town the next day and then I was like I, I gotta leave like I don't know what it was I was a big <laughs> basically but um, now I wouldn't do that um, 
So then we went out there in 2018, and dude, there were grouse just freaking all over the place. And I always wonder in these elk hunting videos these guys do, how many of you actually have your small game license when you're head popping Man. those things and cooking them? And you know, I always wonder that because I looked and a small game license, I think it's like ninety hundred bucks, something like that. So it's separate. Yeah. Yeah. But now to apply for preference points and stuff to hunt elk or bear or whatever, you have to buy a small game license. So we've already got the small game license. Right. So let's fly to freaking Colorado and go have some fun. Because it'd be, I mean, that's how that's how I would go figure out how to kill an elk, basically. Because that shit's tough. Just finding them is really difficult. And then I can only imagine killing them is equally as difficult. Maybe more. Probably, probably so. It'd be yes. a hell of a trip. So, well, guys, been at it for an hour. Have we? Yeah, concluders. Dang. Yeah. Um, this has been fun. I enjoyed talking about this. We don't get to yeah, talk well, about well, we don't get to talk about fishing and bird hunting much, and it's like two of my yeah, favorite things to do. Normally, it's pretty, you know, it's turkeys, deer, and archery a lot on our podcast, and um, we do have plans though. I do want to mix it up a little bit, and that's one of the reasons we had you on. Obviously, we've been talking about this stuff for a while and wanted mm-hmm. to meet you, but um, I want to talk more fishing. Another thing that I would just <laughs> die to have somebody on here. There's actually two. I would nerd the F out. <laughs> I want to have somebody who knows everything in the world there is to know about oak trees, mm-hmm. and I just want them to come whisper oak tree shit in my ear <laughs> and then i also want to have some bushcraft people on That'd be cool. those people yep. blow mm-hmm. my mind they're basically the mobile hunting world to me is like a step below bushcraft because mm-hmm. you got all these people thinking all this crazy stuff <clears throat> on how to climb a damn tree and you're like how do you where the hell did you come up with that who came up with one sticking Mm-hmm. And then no sticking and like, what the hell? So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I see the face you're making right now. Right. We'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll let you go. What What's your, your concluder there, Yanni? Oh, it was a good time. I uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I'd do it again for sure. It seems like, you know, you said we've been at it for an hour. It seems like it's been about 10 minutes. Yeah. Right? But, uh, we can keep you know, talking if you want to keep I mean, talking. It doesn't matter to me. I'm just... I was just making a point. Um, My concluder is there are no concluders. Let's get this going. (laughs) Um, I do want to ask you, so I would like to nerd out a little bit, if you will, and appeal to some of my people that I hold high, I guess you'd call it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say like I look up to them or whatever, but like to me they're very respected. Those are the... YouTubers, especially the self-filming YouTubers. Oh, yeah. Self-filming. I don't give a shit what you're filming. If it's deer, fish, birds, it's very difficult. In fact, deer hunting and fishing are probably the easy ones. Bird hunting and all that. Like, that's... I don't even know how you do that unless it's a GoPro on your gun, it's, really. It's, mm-hmm. it's a GoPro and then on get your gun good B-roll or, or with your, your phone. Or in chest. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I think I've got a few, you know okay videos on my on my channel from bird hunting i think that actually reminds me they were chest cams i'm yeah. going to show you before you leave if it's still on there in the iCloud i have some pretty epic bird hunting footage that i took and just forgot about including 
Yeah. Pickles Ricklington and his hunt. <laughs> so, um, so do you, how do you feel like you've done as well as you have? Why do you think, Hey, I don't care what anybody says. I know how long I was at like one and 200 subscribers and I run a 17,000 person group and I'm on a bunch of others care what anybody says once you hit i mean i think if you hit five thousand subs in a year or so or sorry did i say thousand five hundred yeah. i was gonna 5, say 000, yeah, you're like you know wow, where i'm at right <laughs> wow um that's really amazing but if you hit 500 uh you know in your first six months to a year or something and i remember it was so funny because you're like, oh, man, I want to collaborate. And we're both at like the 100-something. <laughs> right, right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we can do that, you know. And then, you know, quietly I'm like, well, I'll probably be a lot further past him because I have this big group. I looked at his channel a couple months later. I'm like, damn, dude. Like, what are you? And he's complimenting me because we added like 150 over two or three months or something. He's at like five or 600 people. And I'm like dude, what are you doing? What is, what in the heck? And it really is to me. I think people find their own little niches or something. Mm -hmm. Their little something clicks mm -hmm. and it works and that's how it goes. But, um, I just wonder, you know, why do you think you have the subs that you have in the time that you have? And, um, you know, what, what do you think is working or worked or whatever you want to call it? I mean, honestly, I was just kind of blessed because, you know, I'm, I don't watch a whole lot of hunting stuff. Uh, when I do, you know, there's a, there's a few guys that I watch bird hunting, and that's really about it when it comes to that aspect of it. So I don't know how it works with the hunting world, but with the – it's not even the fishing world, the, the catfish world, I guess, the, the catfish community, we kind of call it. Um, there's just so many people out there that are doing it, and they just are all so supportive. You know what I mean? Once I found that – you know family i guess if you will um everybody just kind of takes everybody in and and you know kind of like you know i've heard you talk about before you know well your thing is you know everybody eats or whatever but it's kind of like mm -hmm. you know i'll pat your back you pat mine sure and everybody just kind of helps each other grow uh and, and i think you know that's honestly a lot of my success came really? from that yeah man good for you um, it's mm -hmm. tough to find people like yeah. that and, and see that's like you know, I don't want to go. I don't want, I want to bore everybody talking about our conversation the other day, but that's kind of where I'm hesitant leaving the Ohio. Not leaving, but going a different direction with the Ohio catfish chasers. Yeah. You know, into the hunting thing because I feel like I'm leaving them. Not leaving them behind because I'm not saying that. Oh, I'm gonna start hunting and I'll blow up. You know, I'm not expecting yeah. that. But it's just like you know, I grew as that, and now I'm trying to change. You know, what I mean, so yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's a tough decision, right? I think. You know, it's really funny because for me, it's been really weird. You'll find a few people that, I mean, really, you're probably one of the very few that's been receptive to hooking up and hunting and all that. Of course, anybody will come hunt with me, right? We have amazing area to deer hunt here in Southern Ohio and uh, all that. So, oh, yeah, I'll come hunting. But, like, you have guys on the podcast and you have... Uh, you know, you ask them if they want to like film and kind of everybody eat, everybody promote each other. And then all of a sudden, you know, they don't mind posting on your page, you know, that you took so much time to, to, uh, build and right, everything right. and then using your platform to grow themselves. 
but you won't see them share anything you're doing or anything. It's like, why can't we help each other? You know what I mean? So, um, and, and it's funny because I don't know how much you've ran into it, but you run into like the frenemy type that are like, Hey, uh, you know, they're checking in on you. Like what content you got? Why aren't you dropping content? I thought you had a bunch of hunting content, you know, all that just kind of like, I haven't seen much of that, honestly. Oh, dude, mm-hmm. it's insane. But again, I don't know. See, I, I feel like it's more in the hunting stuff than yeah, it is a fishing. Because like fishing, fishing, like I, I don't know. I think. Uh, let me rephrase that. I feel like that's more with deer hunting stuff. Rephrasing. I feel like that is a has a lot to do with a lot of the individuals that are kind of in the deer hunting world because, like, it's statistically, it's it's just like a, a big deer on a on a magazine cover sells more magazines. Just always does. Right. With with fishing. I feel like it's one of those things where I don't know. Like I feel like more people are collaborative until the point where they start asking where you're catching your fish at. Right. Um, which again, sure. uh, where'd you catch that at? The middle your of mom. nowhere. It was actually it was at in your, your mom's bathtub. Get out of my. Get out. Again, I don't know how much you run into this, but like guys wanting you to spot burn. Like it is just. Anytime you post a picture of a big fish, like or I mean, like um, like a nice stringer or whatever, like where'd you catch those at? It's like I'm I'm not gonna tell you. Well, see, like I'm so I'm kind of gonna contradict you there a little bit. Um, I mean, you know, I do see that a lot. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's everywhere, um, and for the most part, especially like if somebody says what lake was that, ninety eight percent of the time I'm gonna tell them because you know it's it's a pretty big area. See, I don't have a problem with that part. Right. I, I don't have right. a problem with Oh, like, yeah. I'm probably not going to send somebody GPS coordinates, you see, know. So, but, yeah. Yeah. I, like, I, see, like, like I, fish, I fish Cumberland a lot. I love yeah. the lake, everything about it. And, like, it, people will say, like, well, like, where'd you catch that? Cumberland. Right. Like, no, it, but it, where? But where? <laughs> like, what, what part? I'm like, in the lake. Right. Like, I'm not going to tell you that I drove to the right back the of this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Caught it right in the mouth. Yep. I'm not going to tell you like where which cove I went into right. or with a head of which hollow like like go to the lake and figure some right. of that stuff yeah. out. That's it, part of the fun of fishing, right? And, and you know I'm I'm all for helping somebody out, and and to see the thing is too, it depends how you come at me. I'm not an expert, you know, by mm-hmm. any means. I'm not a pro, you know, obviously. Um, so if you ask me what lake, I'll probably want to tell you. Now, if you're asking me every question, okay, well, where at that lake? Like you were saying, mm-hmm. what bait did you use? What time of year? Well, I mean, obviously I know that, yeah. but you know, how deep, how fast, how this? And it's like, you know, why even go? Like, do you just want me to, do you want, right. to, hold, do you want to hold my fish? You're right. Yeah, you, you know just what I'm saying? Want to hold my fish. Right. <laughs> Dude, oh my God, you should have said that. Every time we're in Cumberland now and we do well, and somebody's like, where's that at? You want to hold do my you fish? Want to cut, do you want me to stay here? So you can come hold this one. Yeah. I'll take your picture. Oh man! Like, I mean, you know what I mean, though. Like, yeah. No, we right. we have seventeen thousand people <laughs> on a page, and when you post that picture, that, that, at? that picture of that trout, like last year, yeah, I posted that on Kentucky fishing, Kentucky rivers, lakes, and streams. The amount of people who messaged me after that. Where like I realize you caught that in the Cumberland River. How far away were for you from this? What did you use? And I was just like, go go to the river. You know where I caught that fish. They these fish are in there. Right. Like just just go and well, and try. Like my thing, um, 
on, on both sides of that, I'm not just going to say, okay, I caught it right here, just so people know. Right. You know what I mean? But at the same time, sometimes I'll kind of tell people, like, or like if, if they say, oh, I fish there all the time, you were right here, weren't you? Sometimes I'll tell, I'll, I'll say yeah or whatever, mm-hmm. because, and I'm not big deer hunter, so maybe I'm wrong, but how, you, you brought this up about deer hunting. A lot of times that big mature deer, that's his area. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this yep. little circle, that's where he lives. Yep. So, you know, if somebody were to find that out, that's dangerous. Yeah. Know? But with fish, they're always moving. They're always moving. Sure. I've literally um, went to, well, I, I had a buddy wanting to go fishing and uh, been talking about it forever. I, Cam, actually, yeah. it was. Yeah. And, oh, cool. So, yeah. So, um, me and my girlfriend went out the day before <clears throat> after work, um, just coincidentally, you know what yep. I mean? But it just happened to be that we got on the fish. I mean, we fished, we had like an hour and a half, maybe two hours of fish, mm-hmm. and that's catching bait and everything. And we caught like, I want to say, it was like 10, 11 fish. So it was, it was a, quite a few fish. Yeah. And they were all like eight to 14 pounds. Nice. And, you know, I was like, perfect. You know what I mean? <laughs> Me and Cam's going to go out tomorrow. <laughs> And it's going to be on. Oh. And I went to the same spot. <laughs> 24 hours later. No fish. One fish. One I, fish. I, I believe. <laughs> now, it was a nice one. It was, uh, I don't know if he posted it on your group. He just posted it somewhere else the other day. But it was like, it was like an 11-pound channel cat or something, I think. It was it was nice size, you know. Nice. But I'm like, really, <clears> one <throat> fish in the same, you know, 24 hours difference. So, I'm not just going to give out information, but sometimes I will tell somebody, you know, where I caught it or whatever, because they're going to move. See, you know and, I mean? and like I can respect a guy, like, and I try like hell to not show backgrounds on fishing photos anymore. See, I'm terrible about not doing that. Oh, man. Everybody's but, like, do you realize you just gave that spot away? And, I, and, and that's kind of where I'm like, oh, well, you know what I mean? Because fish are going to move, for one, yeah. and even if they didn't, you have to catch that fish. You know, I mean, there's right. there's there's a little bit of skill involved. I'm not, you know, yep. It's not it's not a, you know rocket science, but you can't just go out there and and, and drop your strawberry <laughs> chicken <laughs> out there. <laughs> the hell, exactly. I can't. <laughs> exactly, but like the the hot dog, like the the reality of like the spot burn is just I I, I get I get worried about it sometimes, like on. Uh, with guys asking that kind of stuff because eventually someone's going to find it. And, and I've, I've talked about this before, like Cumberland turned into one of those lakes where like every weekend there's a tournament now and now there's be, but I, I blame that. I blame that mostly on Kentucky Lake and Barkley being full of Asian carp now. And it's the next biggest lake in the state. No, no, full of Asian Damn, carp, Rick. full of Asian carp. Um, it, it you know, it's it's got tournaments there every weekend, and like and I said last week, I feel like it's I feel like it's going to be a better smallmouth lake than Dale. I just do, I just do. But you know, when you start looking at everyone fish Cumberland for smallmouth, you mean they can, but again, like you got to catch them. You got to catch them. You got to catch them. You got to know mm-hmm. what what to do. And historically, well, and, and that's a big place. It's a big big place. You know what oh I mean, God, so like it's huge, like Caesar's Creek. You know it. Fish yeah. ever. You know. Yeah. It's what. I'm just guessing. I don't know how big Cumberland is, but I'm going to say a quarter of the size, if not less. Yeah. You know, and that's a hard lake to fish. Yeah. And th- th- so I've uh, never caught a fish there. Really? Any fish. <laughs> I'm, I've only been there as a kid, but I hated going to that damn lake. <laughs> well, okay, so here's the thing. I hate that lake, but I fish there all the time. I don't, I, I don't know if it's the challenge. I don't know if it's because I'm like, okay, you know, I just caught five fish this day, then zero this day. So 
I'm gonna catch fish today. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's, you know, I don't know what it is, but I hate that lake. It's it's so for me at least, it's so hard to figure out. I can go to any other lake around this area mm-hmm. and usually do pretty decent. But something about Caesar Creek is there's lakes like different. that. There's there's lakes like that. Caught my we, first blue there though. Really? Yep. Caught one this year too. We we wow. They, they they just started stocking them there, so they're about the size of this beer bottle right here. <laughs> oh, but yeah. No, yeah, they're not. Well. They stocked, I want to say, like, 26 fish from the 5 to, like, 23-pound range mm-hmm. just because I, I I forget the story. They were left over from a hatchery or something. Sure. So there's, you know, maybe two blues in there over 10 pounds. But they're – hopefully they're cool going to take off. Yeah. one. Right? neat. Yeah. So I've caught, I think, three of them out of there now. Nice. All nice. about the size of that, that bottle. A couple they, more years and you'll, you'll – I'm, th- I'm, thinking, I'm thinking 10 years they're going to be – pretty good size oh yeah you know 30 40 pounds maybe i mean there's there's multiple lakes in the area i feel like are rubik's cubes like you feel you figure you think you got them figured out and then like like you switch it one way and it's just like it's completely off and it's Mm -hmm. like that's not right at all i gotta go back to the drawing board and figure that kind of stuff out i will say fishing to me is really fun it's been neat to to watch you guys kind of pick water apart and I mean, we're not always uber successful because mm-hmm. sometimes, I mean, when we go to Cumberland, it's just a lot of times it's brutal, man. Well, well so I've, I've never been there. But, you never yeah. been there? No. So with without it's fail, terrible. every year I will catch a – it rains all the time. But, like, I will catch a 10-pound <laughs> channel cat on a crankbait fishing for bass or walleye. That's awesome. And it's great. Like you, they hit and they run and you're, and like I think I'm like I'm like I got a I got a striper and it's like and it like goes down and right. I'm like oh, it's catfish. It's like like immediately I know I know it's a catfish and it's it's always a fun fight and it's always something cool. And I get I get a nice picture like every year, but it's like same thing. They move up real shallow in the fall, like right up where like in that same like kind of area where the bass and the walleye are, right um, in the morning hours. And you can catch them in like five and ten feet of water, mm-hmm. and they just hit like a freight train well, and take off running. A, a bunch of people, you know, you say the word catfish, and their mind instantly goes deep. Yep. I, I generally almost never fish anything <laughs> deeper than. Don't laugh at me. Generally, almost. <laughs> I, I, yeah, as I was saying it, I was like, nobody catch this, but uh, almost <laughs> generally, never, sometimes never, never do always. I ever fish deeper than twenty foot. Yeah. yeah, I mean you don't you don't got to fish super right. deep, and um, I know with guys fishing on the river, like the bulk of what they do is they don't ever put the bait on the bottom, like like yeah. they, they they do it right up off the bottom for blues, um, just because that like they like said the swim bladder thing, like they'll float it'll float like right off the bottom Same and Cooper rig, yeah, yep, exactly, oh, yeah. just so the it's just kind of floating there in the water column and every time, wow. That's pretty cool. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I'd like to do some catfishing sometime. I don't, like I said, I haven't been since 2015, I'm pretty sure. And it's it's a good time. Got to take Shut time down, and make boys. time. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, All right. We need to hook up. We do. I'm down for that. All right. Well, Pickles is getting tired, clearly. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. It's been a hot minute. You still got an hour and 15, hour and a half drive sure do um so what are your concluders now have they changed no all right no had a good time uh definitely a good time for me 
I have a solid one. Okay. Kentucky opens in a little over a week. A week and a day. Yes, it does. Here's some advice. Stay when out of the you woods. hear this, buy your license if you're going to go. <laughs> don't don't be sitting in the woods at 5:30 a.m. on Saturday and be like, oh, and then you don't have service or whatever. You know, buy your license, buy your tags, get everything you need today, today, and buy them now. That way, you ain't got to worry. If you're going to buy them, just buy them. I don't yep. know why. But I always put stuff off, and like last year, that kicked me in the coin purse when for turkeys they shut down turkeys, and I'm like, well, we have the money now, and we we're going to have it then. So what are you waiting for, idiot? <laughs> like, just buy the damn turkey license, and then you could have went and had World War Seventeen with Rick. <laughs> um, but that that got me last year too, uh, waiting too long with yeah. with the whole the whole waterfowl thing because I don't do that now. I've never done that. I was going to last year, and I waited too long, so I, I didn't. Really? Yeah. That's but this rough. year, I've got it. Good I'm deal. September 4th, coming up. Where at? Early Goose. Like Ohio? Early Goose. Mm-hmm. September 4th, I, I think. Pretty it's sure. September 4th. Should yep. be September 4th. We literally just talked about this last yep. podcast. Yeah, you said yeah. the first. Yep. I, 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 he said the first. I said you, the you first. Said <laughs> well, it's funny. I was, I was actually listening to that podcast on the way here because I get bored. And you guys said, like, the first or something. I was like, no, it's the fourth. So they, they can't hear me, and this was, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> um, yeah, we, uh, you ever dove hunt? So, see, no, I, I don't. I haven't. But, see, again, I, I haven't. I also haven't had the reason because there, there's not a reason to. How good your dog at finding birds and fetching? He's good. Okay. But, see, I don't know how he's going to be. With a lot of shots. With a lot of shots and sitting still. Because okay. that's why, that's one of the reasons I was, I won't say late today, but I was, you know, a little more behind the schedule. Because this dog drives me up the wall. He has <laughs> so much drive that songbirds, Tweety birds, whatever you want to call every them. Bird. Every bird. Oh, yeah. um, dude, it's their he purpose. can't leave him it's alone. It's their why, dude. Which is awesome, you know, because this, you know, here. Sounds like you have a good dog. Oh, my God. He's awesome. That's yeah. Well, he's, that's I mean, awesome. he's six months old, but he. If season was open right now, I, 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 could, I could and would take him hunting. He's ready really? at six months old. Nice. Yeah. That that dog we were talking about, um, a guy messaged me off the page and was like, hey, my buddy has two of these. He got into bird hunting and then got out, and the dog hasn't been and all this. He's like a little under a year old. Do you know anybody that want him for free? And I'm like, yeah, hold on. Right. And I call my uncle, and he's super hesitant because, I mean, who? Right. You know? Right. And so I'm like, well, what? it's a free dog. Go look at him. Right. Now here here we are talking about him. He's an amazing oh, dog. Oh, that's, that's Sarge. Sarge there? He's, that's awesome. Oh, I love Sarge. Well, so Every like, time we we stop at Skyline, I get him hot dogs, and he loves it. That's the thing with the, with the short hairs, in my <laughs> opinion, and, and kind of why I'm partial to him mm-hmm. because, you know, Obviously, to get that you know, quote unquote perfect dog, you're gonna have to put time in and yep. all that good stuff, and it's and it's not gonna happen, you know, until they're three, four, five years old. Right. You know, I don't care who, what anybody says. However much you think your five month old puppy's perfect, because you want him to be. Yeah. He's not gonna get there without ex- that experience and exposure. Yep. Exactly. But with short hairs, you know, if you want a dog that's gonna go out and hunt, you can nine times out of ten take that dog out of whatever house he's been living in for however long mm-hmm. and walk him out in the woods 
And when he smells that bird, he's going to point it. He's going to point. And he's probably going to hold there until you flush it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Because, you know, a lot of times they learn to bump the birds as time goes on. You know, that at yep. first, if anything, they're a little more hesitant. So that's that's kind of my thing with them. You just you just show them birds, and they train themselves. They, they Actually, do. when I trained that dog I hunted over last year, he trained me more than I trained him. Nice. And I can put that towards, you know, my good. dog I've got this year. So Good deal. That's cool. But yeah. Good deal. Nice. Um, you, you pickles? Uh, same one as always. If you have the opportunity to take somebody out in the woods or on the water this year, it's getting to be that time of year where – fall fishing setting small games going to be in before too terribly long get people out it's a lot of fun um you covered uh deer seasons coming up just yep. be like be safe like yeah. I, I, I can't stress it enough um if you're going to be on the water here with late i mean last gasp of summer's coming up a lot of people are going to be on the water please be safe wear your life jackets and as you're getting in tree stands this year please wear your harnesses yep. you know, make sure you're strapped in don't want any bad things happening to anybody and uh practice your using your equipment and if uh if you need something to do there's always reels to be oiled and uh yes. line to be put on reels so yeah i do want to hit on one other thing mm-hmm. um we've been doing this podcast since when exactly uh since march literally the first week of covid okay so march of last year march then. of last year snap yeah. What a solid guess out of thin air. That was where I went, though. I was like, okay, COVID, mid-March, all right, March. Um, so we've been doing this for basically about a year and a half now, mm-hmm. and we've been running a page for a while. We've got a YouTube channel that's finally starting to grow a little bit. Um, we've got an Instagram, all that. Uh, some people are turned off by a commercial if you will a a monetary gain people making things about money or whatever uh just want to throw it out there that there are some things that are going to be changing for us in a good way and uh i would encourage people you know over the last couple months seeing things kind of get minorly more serious we'll call it um the podcasts i listen to that I used to fast forward through their commercials. Even if I'm not listening to it, I just let the commercial play now. Mm-hmm. Cause now I know that we're going to have commercials. It's a, now they the will be, will be, they will be tastefully done. It's not going to be blatant bull crap. <laughs> It'll be very well done. Um, cause that's not, you know, the whole point of this is to have fun and, and, and grow everybody. But, you can't do it for free. No, you can't. And, and we're paying so much that it's come to a point now where if we want to keep that going and upgrade things, it's going to take the U.S. dollar. So, um, Not the euro. Not the euro. No not pound. Not a bit. No bit. No damn Bitcoin. Don't offer <laughs> hey, me Bitcoin. I would take a Bitcoin right now. I'm just <laughs> I, saying. I would gladly take a Bitcoin. Whatever it is. Yeah, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take a Bitcoin shirt. So... Just kind of to throw that out there, it's it's kind of a special thing for us. We've been in talks with some people, and I think things are probably going to go well with that. But I just wanted people to prepare themselves that, you know, if if you hear a little little advertisement here or there or something, just just know that that's supporting us, and you listening to that is supporting us. It's not us shoving anything down anybody's throat. It's just how we're going to do things. So. Yeah. 
Just to throw that out there. So, all righty, guys. Well, this has been Fueled by the Outdoors. We've been your hosts, Rick Cates and Chris Leppert. We've been joined by Derek. I can't say Zexer. Give, give, give her Zexer. a shot. Zexer. Damn it. I shouldn't have done it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, ru- I ruined our entire fun. I almost said, he, Ze- he, I was going to say Zecker, but I. He sent me a friend request yeah. on Facebook. So, yeah. it's, he, you know, we'll hang out. He'll yeah. mess it up. It'll happen. I'll, I'll mess it up good. eventually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Derek Zexer of Ohio Catfish Hunters. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. This has Ohio been fun. Catfish Chasers. Chasers. God Look them up on YouTube, Facebook, and Insta? That's about it. About no, it? I don't have Instagram. Okay. Right. Good deal. All right. Ohio well, appreciate you coming chasers. on, man. And, uh, Before it changes. I'll, I'll close might. this one out since my bro over here can't speak. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> no. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. And that will do it for our podcast today. Please remember to subscribe, like, review on all major podcasting platforms. We are available on Apple, Google, TuneIn, CastBox, Spotify, and all other major podcasting platforms. As always, we are available for contact at theeliteoutdoors1 at gmail.com. That is theeliteoutdoors, the number one, at gmail.com. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk to you next time.